Good evening and welcome to game week three of From the Terrace, by the fans, for, for the, the fans. fans. Love it. How are we doing today, boys? Yeah, good. Very well, good. apart from the weather. Yeah, yeah. well, we can't complain, can't though. Control. We're nice. Shout out, shout out, Joel, for the lovely studio. Yeah, I am great, boys. A very good week for you, Jay. United. <laughs> oh. Two great results. You haven't been able to shout out for a while, you? Yeah, no, he hasn't. Um, and then, obviously, Jay's here with the Unitedness. But join me, my good pal Connor. Hey, mate. And my hombre, Dan Wiltshire. Hola. Hola, senorita. This week, we're going to something a little bit different. Normally, we, you know, we look at the results, we, look, we preview, we review. But this week, we're going to be talking into ticket prices. And also, the overall cost of being a football fan these days for both the armchair fans and the boys from the terrace. Us. <laughs> uh, so last week, um, we watched Amazon Prime put on every single um, midweek match. I thought it was a good presentation, but if you want to watch it, it's £7.99. And you add that to the existing costs of BT, Sky, is it just getting a bit too much now? That's every month, isn't it, as well? Yeah, That's yeah, like yeah, yeah, month yeah on top of yeah. Sky, which is what, 30 mm. quid, BT, another 20, 30 yeah, quid. Yeah. Well, that 30 quid well, for Sky is only if you just have Sky Sports. Most people have, like, the entertainment package plus yeah. sports. Well, I mean, I would, say, I would say that with the Sky Sports and BT, it's a little bit different because you get to watch more for your money. There's not yeah, just you're not football. just watching football. With no. Amazon Prime, you yeah. can watch... You're not just watching the matches. You are watching um, you know, movies. You can watch mm. TV shows, things like that. Actually, while you're there at Amazon, while we've got you, while you've got you listening, if you need Jeff. someone to host your new football show... Uh, Here we are. Anyone better than yeah. us? Yeah, we're cheap, cheerful. We'll take. <laughs> well, no, no, we're cheap no for now. No, no, no one's in cheap. <laughs> we're cheap for now. Speaking for yourself. Let's talk numbers. Let's talk numbers. But getting into it, you know, I pay for BT myself, and that's like sixty-four pounds. Mm. Um, the Sky package itself is probably a lot more. Do TV companies need to have all this? You know, uh, charge all this money? I don't know if it's a need to, but. They can. Do yeah. you know what I mean? It's, they it's can a supply and, they and demand, of course. And people but... pay for it. Whether or not we think it's expensive, people want to watch the football, so they know that people will pay for it regardless anyway, even if they are sort of doing it through gritted teeth, they're still going to end up forking out the money. Yeah, I've listened yeah. to... I do think more people turn to streaming nowadays as well. Yeah, a lot of people stream illegally. Yeah. Um, which, you know, I, would streams back when you used to stream would be, you know, some, um, you know, Arab... Uh, commentator looking like you're watching a CCTV camera, mm. whereas now the streams you're getting, it's like you're watching the act, like you're watching. Yeah, you get all sorts now. It's obviously picked up a lot. The, the technology is picking up even uh, even more than it used to. Um, so you could probably get a good stream elsewhere. I mean, it depends where you want to chance it, really. You know, but um, do it on your phone now as well. Do like, you phone. don't even need to be online. I I stream boxing, football. Yeah. Um, don't come after me. I do think this. <laughs> <laughs> Just so you're all aware, we're not promoting illegal streaming. We do not stream anything. Um, at the end of the day, look, there's a, there's a line you've got to draw um, with the prices that people have to pay. Yeah, it's nice. Amazon uh, showed all the matches this week and I, I did enjoy it. I thought it was really good that you could watch, um, watch your team play, you know, regardless if they're on TV or not. So that was a good, good touch. But there's got to be a line drawn eventually where people, you know, are paying too much. You know, if they're going to spread it across three or four, five different channels, you know, where where do you stop the well, money? Well, I think that's what I was going to say. The three, you know, Amazon Prime, Sky BT, that's just if you want to watch the Premier League. Whereas La Liga and the Serie A, they've changed channels to two completely separate yeah, ones. like Premier Sports. And exactly. And then if you want to watch, you know, the big games of the league or, or in Italy or wherever, you'll have to pay even more money on top mm, of that. Mm. 
just, you know, where, where does it stop? I appreciate every TV broadcaster wants their own so people buy their channel. But then on the consumer itself, it's such a, a hit to your to We'll your never win as a consumer, though, because as far as I'm concerned, the football clubs will always back the TV yeah. companies because the amount of money they make from... Well, there was a court case a couple years ago about uh, can stream become legal in England, mm. and they, they chucked it out, obviously said no. But if they would have said yes, that would have then made the, the, comp the TV companies think, well, if they're going to go elsewhere for free, we're going to have to bring our stuff down. But of we, course, they, they, we, they, yeah, we do have to be wary about going too much about the, the TV rights because it does bring a lot into our clubs, doesn't it? Mm. It yeah. has boosted the Premier League in a massive way. Uh, the money coming in now, you know, every every team's getting a, a bite of the uh, bite of the pie. Yeah, um, in terms of the money. So, I mean, in, in that in that sense, it is good. But it, you know, it's, it's two ways. So you know, you support your club and it costs you a fortune and it helps your club. It's like. Where does it? How does it help the average fan? Someone who doesn't have that kind of money to be pumping in every every month, every year. Well, things with that football, you know, the inflation is is all going up at the minute. So if the money did start going down, you'd would you be likely to see the amount your your the amount it is to cost your your, your football in general would go down. The money if it would go down <laughs> yeah. if everything yes. started going down, like it has been going up because the prices go up every week. Yeah, I, I mean they can, they can introduce to, caps on things like. I mean, the the most obvious thing that we look at is the bloody transfers, like mm. two hundred. What is it? Two hundred something million for Neymar? Like that's yeah. crazy. Mm. And Bap's maybe going to leave in the next couple of years. Yeah. He's probably going to cost more than that. If there was some sort of cap on the transfers, then maybe you know there'd be some sort of yeah. snowball effect, which ultimately may come back on the fans and how much they're paying to watch these people. And you know, they they claim the fans is what it's all about, but are they really really looking after the fans? I don't. Yeah, think so. I mean, you have got to think about how much business. Business goes into the football now, doesn't it? Look at the owners of Man City, owners of PSG. These people are countries, yeah. virtually. You know, you've gone from people owning the club, you know, like supporting their local club, to now countries getting involved and and uh, bankrolling well, teams. Well, that's after thing. You know, there's so much money in football now, not just from TV, but from revenues itself. You know, the corporate boxes you get everywhere you look on a football shirt now. There's a sponsor somewhere. Everywhere in a stadium, there's a football sponsor. Um, the TV companies themselves, they have their own. Wanted every advert, you know, Sky Sports used to have three adverts, one before match, one during, and then one after. Now they have about three just oh, during the half-time break yeah, itself. Yeah, like Monday Night Football. He, yeah. he comes back off one break, literally says one thing. He's they, like, oh, they come the up game's their next. Sky One show, <laughs> yeah. and then they come back to us. You know, there's so much money in it. Does the TV rights need to be that much? I appreciate, you know, you want the Premier League to come back to I don't think yours, it's a case of it needs to be. It's like Jay said, they can, they can afford to charge, they, they can charge it. Well, and they know that people are going to pay for it. So there's, there's. Well, Simon Jordan came out the other week on TalkSport and said he would like to see, or maybe even test out a Netflix type thing, mm, where this is really interesting the Premier well. League or maybe you know football, uh, English football in general, everyone puts it all into Netflix, and then we all pay ninety nine pound a month, and then that's our we can watch any game we want from any league in England, and that's that. Do you mean nine ninety nine a month? What did I say? Ninety nine pound a month. That's not selling the, <laughs> selling the Netflix game pretty good, is it? Let's leave but that. No, yeah. Let's leave that one, shall we? <laughs> it's a great idea. In retrospect, it it could be great for the fans. You're stepping on how do you but, yeah, how again, do you at the end of the day? That? All you're going to do is piss the other companies off. We could say about movies and TV channel uh, TV shows that are actually on Netflix now. People would have said, "No, HBO are not going to let." Did they fuck Blockbuster over, didn't they? Exactly. Sent them into the uh, into the depths of hell, never to be seen again. But, you know, people say it can't happen, but it, it can, because it, it's happening with TV shows, movies, all the time now. 
Um, it can happen, and it's. A, it, I think it is a good idea. Um, Nine ninety nine a month to see your team play every, every single week. I don't see why you can't do it. Other countries um, do, do it. Australia give you the option to watch every game. Uh, Canada did when I was over. Pretty there. much every other country yeah. gives yeah. you the option well, to watch it any game we you want. Watch our own league. I don't think the football clubs will allow it because of how much money they yeah. make off of the the TV broadcasting well, and every, the right every, things. So. How many how many owners care like deeply care about football and their club that they own? Mm. Do they fuck? They care about making a big big bit of money. Most of them. Well, every 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 you know uh, team has their own TV channel. Could they not say subscribe to us for X amount and will you can watch our games live? Obviously, if you're a Liverpool fan, you only watch you. Of course, the the downside to that is that you only could subscribe to your club. So you a reason, your there teams. must be a reason why they don't do but it. Yeah. I know for like mm. the three PMs, we know why they want to encourage people to go out, watch their local teams and stuff, and go to matches live. Yeah, but there does need to be a conversation had because although you know the companies don't need to do it, it is getting extortionate. And it should really be looked into. If they put all the three o'clocks on TV, majority of people would stop going to the games because of how much it costs them. Yeah, I mean, well, even then, you say about going to the games, we obviously went down the Palace last week and we we got it on some, you know, it was dressed up as a good deal. We paid 40 quid each. And it's nothing against Palace. It is what it is. Someone's got to sit there. But we had some of the worst seats in the house. And it was 40 quid. And you think, if that was a deal... Like nothing specifically to Palace. I'm sure this goes on all around the country. But if that's a deal, what you know, what are the actual fans paying week in, week out? Like, what, it must oh, be, yeah. must be top dollar. Mm. There is restrictive viewings. Yeah. Uh, a lot of clubs, Chelsea yeah. do it. Where it's like you'll potentially sit behind a pole. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mad, you've got to pay. Still, you've got to pay thirty quid, 30, uh, thirty-five quid, forty for a ticket. And especially at Palace, the stand, the stand we were there. Yeah, like the commentary. So if yeah. we, it, we were lucky that there weren't many t- people around us, we could sit there. But if everyone was standing, mm. we would be looking at a tiny bit of the pitch and then we would just see where all the commentators sit and just the back of them. And yeah. look, look, no I offense think more, to... I think more and more clubs though are focusing on um, having the fans that are loyal there. And there's no dig to anyone that goes to games that aren't their team. No, yeah, I 100% like, agree. They, they spend, they like, they're more focused on, that's why Man United are membership only, Chelsea are doing, you've got to be a member to get, to get the games. They want the people there that are there week in, week out and show loyalty to the club other than people that are just course, They, they want to do they, it for the local community of their club. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like all teams, re- well recently anyway, have started to do different initiatives for the local area. Like we're talking about all these clubs, being a Liverpool fan, obviously knowing how that club works. We charge £9 a ticket for anyone that's got an L postcode. So if you live within half an hour of that stadium, yeah. you can get to the games for nine quid yeah. sometimes. Do you know what I mean? And then Limited, but yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's... These things need to happen, but again, it's still it's still not helping the masses of of fans. Like you can't begrudge Jay for living down in London, but being a United fan, and if you live up there, you get it for nine pound. But he still has to pay sixty pound a ticket to get up there, plus the travel up. Yeah, when you can only get only realistically get out there maybe once, twice a season if you could afford to do it. It's got to be broader. It's got to reach out to the whole fan base of that club. Because I can't believe you boys have let me get away with that. By the way, he's mentioned me being a United fan in London. Not one joke. Well, yeah, to be fair, I'm sat with you. Standard. But no, I completely agree um, with that. And ticket prices can come down. We were looking at some of the season ticket prices going up, and some of them are absolutely ridiculous, especially for you want your money's worth. And yeah, you can go to watch 90 minutes of watching great football. But the ultimate thing about being a football fan is that you watch your team win stuff. So we were looking at some of the um, ticket it's prices. Fast, mate. And some of them, they're so exhausted. Look at Arsenal fans. How much they've been paying? They've been paying through the teeth. And they and wonder what, why they can't sell out their stadium yeah, and, and the atmosphere is always fucking dead. And yeah. what, what are they actually getting for their money? 
You say that. Their, their club's a meme. City are the second lowest in the whole league and they can't feel well, like no, that's their stadium, cheapest, they? though. That's their cheapest. Yeah. The cheapest they're cheapest actually, league. overall, they are 10th, I think, on average. I, I, so I mean, they're I right in the middle. Good. But even, yeah, still, they can't sell up. But it's still extortionate. It's still ridiculous. Yeah, the most expensive is 950 quid for a season ticket. Their cheapest is 325. And I, I bet you that 325 is up in the gods somewhere, yeah. stuck in a corner. I think if you look at it, though, like Newcastle and Palace are on the upper... Upper level of the scale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm not yeah. being funny. Not being, no, no disrespect to any of these clubs. I think, obviously, they've all got their own fan base and it's brilliant. But if you're not producing on the pitch week in, week out, I don't see how you have the nerve to then charge the kind of prices they charge. Like, season ticket for uh, Palace, for example, the most expensive is £810. Uh, Newcastle, similar, £811. They don't... Newcastle been relegated three times in the Yeah, and they years. don't... They don't um, Invest enough money into their play, play like into the squad, and um, have enough ambition for me to, to charge their fans that kind of price. Well, we can. It's a different conversation, but I think, especially with someone like Newcastle, Mark Ashley. You know, we can all talk about the way we believe he runs that club. If it's good or wrong. Steve Parrish is a local lad at, at Palace, but yet they're still both of them on the same page of let's charge extortion amount for. Let's be mid-table fodder. Well, New Newcastle was. <laughs> fodder. <laughs> Love that. I mean, Love to be that. fair, it's quite ironic because you said about Simon Jordan, obviously ex-Palace, yeah. saying about yeah. the, the Netflix New thing. Newcastle, what, 54,000? Oh, yeah. Around that region, they sell out every week. Yeah. Where does Even that money go? Oh, they haven't recently, though. Yeah, not recently because they're making a stand, but I'm saying, where does that money go? Do you know what I mean? That They barely invested in their sports. I know the home sale boys. Great they... in sports direct. Yeah, yeah literally. The home sale boys, that, they stopped buying their season tickets a couple of years ago as well. One of the most mm. loyal, loyal fan bases out there. You know, they'll be there win, win rain or, you know, shine, whatever. They're yeah. there. At the, at the I club. mean, the Geordies, they're topless in the sport. <laughs> they're fucking <laughs> mental, mate. But they love it, but they're being priced out. Absolutely. They're being priced out of going to support their club. But it's not just them. You look at the upper scale, you know, of, of clubs. Man United, Liverpool, Chelsea, Arsenal, uh, Tottenham, all there at the top. And it is well expensive to go and watch anything they yeah. play football. Well, I think with, with those clubs, it's not excusing it because we've spoken about they do want the local fans in. But then... They're not just clubs anymore. They are institutions. They are mm. parishes to people from all across the world. If someone from Singapore wants to pay a, a grand on a plane to go over here, mm. he'll probably pay. Yeah, with the with the, so yeah, with the, with well the, with the top boys. I mean, especially the likes of Liverpool United. They they're global. They're probably two of the top three to five globally supported teams. So mm. of course, people want to come over and spend what they can to watch them. And you don't like, judge so them that. No, like some of the newer age clubs, Chelsea, City, mm. that are come, like they're coming to more success last 15 years, obviously their ticket prices have probably risen in that time. We won a lot of trips. Which, yeah, I mean, again, yeah. they can justify it because it, yeah. they've seen, you know, they've seen their teams win stuff. But yeah, it's... it's, it's and these clubs the sell a lot of season tickets. Do you know what I mean? It's not mm. like they ever get to the start of the season and they've got season tickets left over. Yeah. If you look to go and buy a season ticket, you're on a waiting list, which oh, is we'll about be sold five, out six next years year already. Long. We're sold out for next year already. Literally, yeah. like five, six years long the waiting list is. And even if you're a member, you still struggle to get tickets on a match day unless you go by yourself. you still got to get loyalty points and stuff. Like me and a friend of mine the other day, members, we couldn't, we couldn't go because of loyalty points. Yeah, you have to... They, what, they, what most clubs do fault, but... is they do it. You have to have seen a certain amount of games yeah. from the season before. And if all they, those don't sell out, about two, three weeks before the game's due or a run of games is due they'll start selling tickets again. But if you look at the tickets you can get, they're literally single seats dotted around at the back of stands. So even if you were looking to go to the game, you're going to be going by yourself. Yeah. It actually amazes me on that point that we managed to get tickets to 
than North London derby. Fair enough. Yeah. I, I signed well, up as a, as a Spurs member or whatever, but you'd think like the loyalty points thing would come in for that game, wouldn't you? Well, even yeah. Um, yeah, we went to Spurs New Stadium a couple months back and we were with a group of lads, none of which are Spurs fans. Mm. We're all just, just you know, just I think we, honestly, if you think of a, an English club that Tottenham hate, we all support one of those teams. Mm. And yet we were getting in there for, I think, for what, 40, 50 quid for the... I didn't pay a lot. Although that was at Wembley, that was a bit different. Yeah. That was a bit different. I mean, I suppose everyone wants to go to these new stadiums and, and see these... Well, you also these, want to see the players as well. Like, yeah, these how players. Many, like, how many we... Koreans go to Tottenham just to see Son? Mm. Yeah. They have no interest in any other player just seeing Son. Yeah. It's like, you know, when people go to Liverpool games, when people go to Liverpool games, they want to watch Mane, Salah. But the opposing fans want to see if they make a mistake. They, oh, yeah, they want their team to win at Anfield, but they know it's not going to happen. But if Van Dijk can make a mistake, they'll be loving it. They'll treat it like it's a goal. Yeah, I never begrudge any fan going to any game because at the end of the day, we all love football and everyone wants to see a game of football. Mm. We're going to Dortmund. We're all travelling oh, to Dortmund yeah. in February to go and there watch There will be a vlog with that as well. Because we want yeah, to watch out for the vlog. Yeah, we want to know what it's like. We want to see I'm the, what, the is, what is Dortmund's ground like. You know, we've, we've seen it on TV and it'd be, it'd be great to go there. So, you, of course, you want to go to these grounds. You know, I mean, getting back to the point, though, is that <laughs> could it be cheaper for people to go and see these, these games? Could it be cheaper for fans? I honestly think these clubs earn enough money to be able to lower their ticket prices. Yeah, maybe, maybe they're not going to lower them by a huge amount, but maybe gradually over a few years, just start bringing them down mm. slightly because then yeah. you've piqued the fans' interest again. They're seeing that the tickets are going down and they're thinking, this is great. Yeah. We need these teams to be filling out their stadiums so every game has an unbelievable atmosphere. But, but then you do go into the realm of, of the ticket touts, the people that will pick them up for you know, 15, 20 quid less and then they'll just sell them at extortion amounts. Yeah, but we still get that now. It'll be no different. Need, yeah, of course, it, it's no different. But our football club's going to think, oh, well, yeah, we'll send them the cheap. But yet these guys are still making their profit. They, you know, football yeah, is one as a business. You can't do it like that. That's, that's, like, it's like anything. It's ruining it for the many because of the sake of a few. Like You're always going to get people that are going to take advantage of whatever well, system's if in I, place. If, I, if, I, if you're selling for a grand now, uh, a ticket tout will always get hold of that for a grand and sell it for more. It doesn't oh, matter what level no, you're will. at. No, you will. It could be 20 quid, could it, be a grand. There'll always be someone that's going to sell it and will to, pay it. To Jay's point, do the owners actually care? Do they actually care if, you know, who in that football stadium is born and bred a Liverpudlian watching Liverpool? Or does he care if he's a Norwegian, if he's Swedish? If he's no, of course buying, they don't. If he's if they pints, bought it, if he's I don't care about I don't think it's so much about they care where they're from. But they want fans. It's not so much about where they're from. Make it harder but they to want get in. Fans. Don't worry about the prices. Obviously, put the prices down, like what we're saying. But then make it actually harder for them to get into the stadium. Tell them you've got to get here an hour before, and we're going to check you on the way in to make sure that you bought that ticket. There would be a way. There would, when you buy a ticket, a... your name should have to be given to be put on yeah. that ticket that's sent to you. And then you, you should ID'd. have your name on it, and you should have to get ID. Some clubs but do then, do it. They scan yeah, yeah, yeah. you when you go in, and then they scan you on the way yeah. through. But to then make sure you know, say if I had a, a ticket. And I then gave it to you, Connor, because I couldn't make it. You should have to call the club yeah. and tell them that you can't make the game. Get I've the given it to this person. This is his name. Mm. And then they check it when I get there. Yeah. I mean, on that point... It's an easy thing even to do. Even a small fee on that. You could put a small fee on that. Yeah. They do it with like um, theatre tickets or something like that. Something silly like that. Or you've got your name on it. Or festival tickets. Mm. It's happened to mm. us a few times. You have to pay a fiver to have the name changed on it. Like it's, it seems... Well, it's, pro it's obviously more to it because it's too simple for it not to be already in place. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. It, to us, it just seems like a simple solution, doesn't it? Well, we were looking into, like, talking on that sort of system of, like, being checked twice and that, and it goes into quite well with what I went to talk about, about the Bundesliga and being cheaper than uh, a lot of the leagues around Europe. They have, like, their standing sections. Yeah. And for a season ticket, average, which we were talking about earlier on, 
is looking at about 160 euros uh, for every club. And that's a stand-up for, for, uh, for 17, 18 games, whatever it is, for the yeah. whole season. And then when you go in to make sure that everything's safe and to make sure that, you know, no one's getting crushed or whatever, they have a system where they have two checks where you go in and check it. Okay, yeah, that's me. And then they take you to your seat and check it again to make sure that everyone's in the right place. Mm. There's no thing of anyone getting in that's not meant to be in there. Well, they've got causing the, the chance of... They've, have they got the safe stand yeah. in there as well, haven't they? Yeah, safe stand. Yeah. That's yeah. what they yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, and a real system. fan would have absolutely no qualms with getting to that stadium a bit earlier mm. and going through those checks. There's no need to get in the stadium 10 minutes before kickoff. Obviously, some people, timing issues, whatever, but a real fan, which is what we're talking about, they'd have absolutely no qualms of doing it an hour, hour and a half before, getting in there, getting to your seat, all right, now I'll go and grab a beer, I'll grab a hot dog, experience. whatever it is. You want to soak in the, the, the pre-game atmosphere. Yeah, yeah, you've you got to get I mean? a hot dog at a football match, haven't you? That's it. Sometimes four. <laughs> Sometimes four. Sometimes four. That's just me. In the space of a half. Yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> You're right, it's a lot more accessible. Not even just for season tickets in the Bundesliga, just for a single match day ticket. Like I was looking at some guy earlier um, who went to watch Hertha Berlin play. He paid £10 on the day of the game for the match day ticket. That £10 and that ticket then covered him for his public transport to and from the game. So buses and trains that they had to get on, he didn't have to pay, just flash your match day ticket, they take you for nothing. Got into the ground, I think it was €7.90 for a beer and a hot dog while he was in there. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like how, yeah. how cheap is that for a match day experience? And you're going there, you're watching a decent standard of football. It's not like you're watching fucking farmers play. And you can bring your maybe that's to why these well. clubs, Maybe that's why these clubs can't compete with the Premier League because of these things that they put in place where they, where they give it to the cheap. Yeah. Maybe that's why they can't compete with us financially. Well, I think, yeah, it's definitely one of the elements why they can't compete with us financially. Uh, no, obviously, obviously the Premier League is just an absolute animal of a, of a league. Yeah. Um, but there's so many things to it where, you know, there's so many things where football fan, football owners, football clubs can make things cheaper than what it, than what it can be. But it just seems like they just don't... They, they, there are little differences. There. I mean, I was looking into it. We were saying about the average ticket price in Germany being uh, the lowest. On the flip side, their average shirt price is higher, like a lot higher. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think yeah, the Premier League's actually right. got the lowest average shirt price across Europe, or across Europe's main leagues. Yeah. But... Does that really justify them being able to uh, charge more than? We don't double? buy a shirt every week, do you? Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, yeah that's what I was going to say. Like, does it justify shirt. them being able to charge more than double the average price on a, on a season ticket compared to the other, you know, European leagues? Every other single European major league is like below two fifty, and ours is above five hundred average. Yeah, I mean, it's well, crazy. Well, the thing is, it, the thing is, it's, it's supply and demand. People will always want to go to football matches, especially in England, because of the quality of players you can watch. Whereas when you used to watch the Spanish league, you'd watch like Hetafe versus Espanyol and half the stadium would be empty because realistically, yeah, the diehard fans would be there, but people aren't coming from all stretches of the world wanting to watch those two teams. So it is based on supply and demand, but there are things that can be put in place to make it easier for, for any fan and make it cheaper as well. Yeah. Because it, doesn't, be need, it, it doesn't need to bruise your pocket that much. It should be easy for go. everyone, whether you're from Singapore or fucking Salford to get mm. into Man United. Like. Yeah, it must cost you a fortune to just go... Every, and if you go away as well. Mm. I know um, they've, they've done something with the away tickets, haven't they, recently, yeah. the Premier League, where they've, they're dropped, they've kept they are it at a frozen price of I they think are £30. Trying. The Football Supporters Association Inch. in 2013 actually started the initiative, which was... 20 is plenty and that was for across yeah. the board mm. and they were trying to push that initiative and obviously <laughs> there's no way that some of these teams are only going to charge £20 for an away ticket when they should realistically but a lot of them from that initiative just from a, a fans group 
that started as a couple of people that built into this big thing actually got a lot of teams to lower their away day prices. I think a I majority think of them now is now. thirty pounds. Yeah, I'm I think sure a lot of them are thirty pounds. Even then, on the flip side, like I think I read something a couple of years ago. Like there was an Arsenal game, so you can freeze the away. You like you talk about supply and demand. There's obviously a lot less away fans in the stadium, and they're paying twenty quid. And there was something like highest Arsenal ticket was like one hundred and thirty quid. Like, yeah. and they sat a few rows or like the next block of seats across. Like that's it's just mad the disparity between it. I, f I don't know. It's something we're all passionate about. There's definitely something that could be done. It's just whether they will. <laughs> Talking. What was that story that Gary Neville told? Did you watch it? He was on, um, I think he was on with Stan Collymore on Stan Collymore's podcast. Mm. Shout out Stan, by the way. Um, and Stan Collymore said to him, do you not think being an ex-player for a team that's so rich that you should be doing more? Like you should be the face of British football yeah. and trying to sort out all the issues that we've got, such as the prices that fans are charged for getting into the stadium. And he, he just come up with a random idea of how they could do it. But he was like, United should uh, sell the stadium name rights to someone for a load of money and call it something Old Trafford. He was like, doesn't change much. Everyone still calls it Old Trafford. But with that money, subsidize it, give it to the fans. And in the Stretford End, say every ticket in the Stretford End is £10 every week. Fill out the most... But the biggest I, end of your with stadium that, with that so money, will the owners do yeah. that? I, th I, think, I think so many fans do that. But we need, we need, I feel like we need someone at the forefront of this that's actually in football that can voice the opinion of the fans. It's all well and good, the fans doing it and starting up your fan groups and people might hear it and people in football might hear it, but they're not going to take you that seriously. Whereas if you've got someone who's been there, done it, and he's got the same opinion as the fans and he's the face of it and he's the front of it, we might get some traction eventually. Well, I think with that, like I think originally, so many fans would be opposed to having their their um, their stadium rebranded as something else, even if their original name is still in it. It's like when you go to Wembley and see the massive EE on the roof, you think it looks so tacky, and I think people would still go into. It. I think they need convincing. But then you look elsewhere. Juventus' new stadium called the Allianz Stadium, the Allianz Arena for Bayern Munich. You know, Tottenham's does, will go eventually. Well, yeah, or even uh, Bournemouth. The Vitality Stadium, how much cheaper are their tickets if they kept it at Dean's mm. Court, wherever it's yeah, called? Yeah. You know, yes, in theory, it could work, but it's just in theory. Yeah, it was, it's, it's an idea, but... We're, we're hoping that the owners have like a bit that, of a heart and actually care about the people coming into their things, not just the wallets they're bringing in. So, yeah. some, like I said, it's not even so much about them having a heart because a lot of them don't. Mm. I think they just need someone who's a face for British football, who's been there and done it, who the fans agree with, who can try and push this sort of motive forward for them. Mm. It might take 10, 15, 20 years before anything seriously gets done. But like I said, it, fans just sitting there saying it all the time. No one's going to take any notice. No one's yeah. going to do anything about it. Whereas mm. if we've got someone at the forefront of it trying to put the fans' views across to the hierarchies of these clubs, eventually, you never know, we might get somewhere. If one club does it, well, it might I think maybe we will get into somewhere. something. Maybe we will get somewhere and all of a sudden our clubs have got less money and we're going, oh God, I wish we could spend more money. We I think, I think if clubs are making less money, they're, they're, it's less likely they're going to pay big money for top players, and I think people would realise that, and then everything would generally come down. The only thing that, the but, only thing that makes me laugh is that these stadiums become bigger and stuff, but the, the, the ticket prices seem to go up still. Yeah, like um, Tottenham Stadium and Arsenal stadiums have obviously increased in yeah. size. Look at our new stadium. Yeah, but, but if you want to sit in it, yeah, you might as well come. It's pay cost more. us this much. We've got a brand think, new stadium I, I think, with empty um, seats on the TV every week. I read somewhere a couple months back that um, Jeremy Corbyn wants to give. If he got into power, he wants to give the fans. I knew you get Jeremy power. Corbyn's name in this. Shout out JC. 
Um, don't forget to vote, everyone. Um, but he wanted to like put more more fan power in the in the in the clubs. I personally can't see that happening. No, you know, a billionaire is not going to. There's nothing that he no, could do to change not. or no, sway anyone. Anyway. There's, there's, there's too much. To yeah. Steve from Reading. Tell him about his club. I think we need someone from within the game of football. Yeah, to but do I think it. we need fan groups because there are official fan groups for every club. Oh yeah, they've all got and them. not be necessarily in the boardroom. But I think they should have their ideas. Maybe have more say. Yeah, yeah, because at, essentially the one thing that will never leave from a club is the fans. FCNLs will leave eventually. Wimbledon, they lost their name. MK Dons, that was gone. Some fans stuck around. Others joined AFC Wimbledon. Uh, stadium naming rights will go. The fans won't. Players come and go. Like, memberships, everything. Fans always stay. So just listen to them. Mm. See what they're saying. You know what? You may not agree with everything they say, but you can come to a a middle ground where it actually could be beneficial for both. The PR for your um, company and then the pricing for everyone else. It takes a hell of a lot for fans to turn their back on things. Mm. Newcastle is a prime example. We are talking about them slightly earlier. It, how long has Mike Ashley owned that club? And only in the last, what, 12 months or so, have they started boycotting actually going to their games yeah. and watching their team? And they're some of the most passionate fans in the country. As soon as you start hitting them in the pocket, you know, that's the only power we do have. When we stop going to these games and stop paying the prices, then maybe they'll stand up and say, well, maybe we should uh, lower it a little bit because when, once you're not putting money into their pocket and you're yeah. affecting them business-wise, then all of a sudden there's a different argument, yeah. isn't it? So now you're saying to them, I just don't maybe think it won't happen on a big enough scale. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's you like, said, um, like United it's... fans aren't going to boycott and stop going and watch. Nobody United. will because someone will pay the tickets, won't they? And That's what I'm saying. There's fans it's that will demand. go and pay and want to go to the game. Do you remember in 2016 when the Liverpool owner said, look, we're going to charge £77 for a match day ticket? And then the 77th minute people left and yeah, subsequently yeah, I do remember that. drew 2-2 against London when we were in the 2-0. I think it helped us with the fact we, we drew that game because it's it a more emphasis. No, this was. Um, we were in 2-0 it was a funny day though wasn't it it was actually no, our current it was, it was owners huh? wasn't it yeah, it was our current yeah. owners who have done so well for us money wise but they came in and was like yeah we're going to up the ticket prices so the fans walked out Klopp moaned about it afterwards and was like fans shouldn't be walking out of a game that early like you can see it affects the players mm. so what did they do lowered they them listened. they yeah. lowered them actually to less than what they were before that because they made a stand of course. 77 pounds is too much to watch any game, I'm sorry. It's ridiculous. I'm sorry. I, don't care, I don't care how rich you are, how poor you are. 77 pounds to watch a 90-minute game of football is extortionate at any stretch of the imagination. And we finished 8th that happening. season. That was, we finished 8th that we season. Did. It's not as if we could even shout about what a great season ah, that was. The glory days. you're not just going by yourself. Some people have kids in that. Yeah. And then you've got to pay for them as well. And you've got to pay for the day. And then you've got to pay to go into the stadium um, for food and whatever. Travel. Travel. Yeah. There's so much that goes into The kids it. will want a match day for them. I think all, they do. all kids it's under a certain age I think shouldn't have to pay for a ticket until they get to a certain age mm. I think if you're an adult and you've got a season ticket and you've got a kid who's 12 that wants to come to the game you shouldn't have to pay for him to come in to watch the game the mad thing is some of the lower clubs like lower leagues I was looking into ticket prices on mm. some of our sort of more local teams like Crawley, Bromley t teams that are just in and around our area teams like that who we can all argue would need more money <laughs> um, are running businesses you know in more of a struggle we've seen some teams mm. obviously go out of business recently those teams do offer these sort of things for kids, like under 11s go free. Well, under 16s care. is a fiver, stuff like that. Just I can't remember They're the exact They're still community-based clubs. clubs. Yeah. So, so they care. They, they want people to come in. And of course, you know, they probably see it more as if we can get the... It's more like quantity than quality. Atmosphere, yeah. For me, yeah. that's the easiest way to get the next generation of fans into your club. Yeah. And get them invested and sold on it. Because... Like you said, if the if the ticket prices are going to keep going up or they're going to be expensive, 
you're going to find it very hard for the next generation of fans to actually want to go to the games when they can sit in the comfort of their home and watch for it 80 again. quid a yeah. month. Yeah, but you say for 80 quid a month, you get every single game. Yeah, You'd pay 80, 80 quid a day pounds, if you yeah. went to the game. You know, you can sit around, you, you know, you're not paying any travel money, you're not paying any food, any expenses at all. Majority of the time, you'll probably be, you know, a, a, you know, let's talk about the kids. Their parents will be paying, not them. But how many times do you sit at home now and watch a game on TV and yeah, it's good. How many times do you sit there and go, I wish I was there, I wish I was there. Mm. I wish I could have been there. Imagine the atmosphere. You yeah. just want to go to the games, you're a fan. You'd probably be at the game s- if yeah. it was cheaper. Yeah. I don't do want to sit well, at home. I, I, it's, like, it's nice, but I don't yeah. want to be sitting the game, at home. The game that we couldn't go to because of the loyalty points thing, that was Chelsea Ajax. That was 4-4. Four, four. Four. Yeah. It's well known. I'm a United fan. I can't stand Chelsea. It's just been a rivalry for most of my lifetime. But that game, I would have absolutely have loved to have been in that stadium and witnessed that atmosphere and been involved in it. I probably would have been cheering for Chelsea. Like, it was that mad. Well, we went to a, <laughs> a, 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 football, a Chelsea you? game uh, beginning of the year, didn't we? When in the Europa League. Yeah. You know, I did a great deal where it was like £20 because they were in the Europa League. Yeah, Europa League uh, uh, ticket prices and that are quite good. And so is Europe, actually. Yeah, European um, games European aren't games bad. aren't too bad at all. Um, £35 sometimes for Chelsea, which but isn't like, I think Chelsea won like 3 or 4 nil that game. Yeah. The atmosphere was quite dead. You didn't... Really, you know, I don't think anyone's sitting there thinking, "Oh, I'll go back and watch that's that Europa game. League for you." Though, but it was you yeah, have to though, because it is. It's. I know, obviously, there's the the stigma behind the game and the competition, but you, you're talking about people committing their evenings after work and getting mm. home late and stuff like that. So I, I think that kind of is relative when it comes to the prices on those games. Yeah, yeah I mean, people are, ain't going to want to rush to go and see. No disrespect, but Chelsea versus Dynamo is a grab. Yeah, and probably oh, be oh, a week in Chelsea Tuesday night. Well. Yeah, or uh, Thursday night. Sorry, um, they're going to have to charge less. Nothing any- wrong with Thursday nights, boys. <laughs> wow. Um, not when they're midweek Premier League games. Mm, true. But, uh, you know, I think they can start small. They can start off with... Uh, <laughs> can we laugh out loud? So it seems like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's funny Sorry, things. man. I like that one. I like um, that one. No, but they can start off small, just starting with, like, the League Cup. And, you know, then... Cause people still go to the League Cup. People still go to the FA Cup. If they want to keep the Champions League and the Premier League still as high money, that's... You can bite the bullet with that. But if it's FA Cup or the League Cup, or Europa League, or a substandard competition. You know, 20 quid is, is enough. I, I are, think they, they do, though. I think they do. I think slowly they League are. Cup and FA Cup, they do very cheap prices, most clubs, I'd say. It, it depends, though. Up until you get to the, the uh, big stages. It depends yeah. who you're facing. Liverpool and Everton in uh, fourth round, third round, whatever it is, fourth round, is not going to be a cheap game to go to. Mm. It's not, not Even if there's tickets available, they're not going to be cheap. But if we was playing someone shit... You guarantee they'd give the tickets away for cheaper. They want as many kids does in, in there as they can. It's, it's what now. I wanted to say. Do you think the Liverpool being in the Club World Cup and they're going to play their under-23s against Villa, if that game was at Anfield, do you think they would charge a lot less money than what they would because it's going to be the, you're watching the under-23s? They would have yeah, to. Yeah, you're going the to the quarterfinals. Those finals. fans are flying out to Qatar straight after. But it's under-23s. Do you think they would actually do like, look guys, go on, 25 quid max or, or, or anything like that? I'd charge even less than that. They probably, yeah, it'd, mm. I, I think it would, should be less than that. For an charge what you charge for under the 23s game yeah. if you charge yeah. anything at all yeah. good point I like it if, if that's what it is <laughs> like just charge it no yeah. offence Liverpool fans ain't going to watch bloody Villa players you can't pull the wall over people's eyes and say oh yeah come on you know it's semi-final it's, it's cup. Fun, by the yeah. way we're playing our under 23s <laughs> you, like, also like, you all know like, 60 quid. I'm going to watch under 23s then <laughs> for those under 23s to play at Anfield it's a big occasion for them you'd yeah. quite like the stadium to be as full as it can be mm. So yeah, if, you have to lower, if you have to lower the ticket prices for that one game just to fill out the yeah. stadium, do it. What happens, though, if that under-23 team smashes it, right? What is it? Is it quarters or something? 
uh, quarters. quarters. It'll be semis afterwards. And what happens if they smash it in that quarterfinal? What happens then? Do they get the do they play in the semi-finals? Depends I'd give the them the first leg. I think it depends when the semi-finals. Give them the first leg. And they see put how you through went. to that. I mean, I know obviously players played before that, but if they if I'm honest, legs, then yeah. If yeah. I'm honest, I I personally think if they manage to get through, Klopp will stick with them because I don't think he's prioritising the League Cup in any way. It's one of those cups that. I'm looking at it and I think I want to win it because it's a trophy, yeah. regardless of how it's seen. It's, but I think he's looking at it thinking, look, if we can get the kids a run out in this tournament, like we have done so far, we've mixed it up with some experienced players, some fringe players. But if they can get through, I, I'd be I more than happy for him it. to give them, give them well, the there's game. No, there's no harm in, in going through it. I think we've got a, not necessarily a big enough sword to go through it. If injuries go our way, then 100%. It's one of those where it's a winning mentality. It creates, it is, creates it is. that culture again. But it's one of those where if you win it, great. If not, if if you don't win it, it's it's not the end of the world. I know, but the likes of Mourinho, Guardiola, I feel like they've changed the culture around that cup. I feel like that's what's lost the FA Cup a bit of its now. So uh, oh yeah, it's credibility. Well, look, sorry. look at FA Cup a couple of years ago. The three finalists, uh, other than the winners, were Hull, Villa, and Wigan. Yeah. They were the finalists. I think teams just want to get that first trophy in the bank and it's a good thing to have mm. and then you concentrate on the rest yeah, of the season. Yeah, it comes early. It gets, you, quite gets nice. you a good run into that last couple of months told, of the I'd, season. I'd want it, but if we, didn't, if we didn't have the Club World Cup, then we would probably be going all out for it. But we'll just end up having too many fucking games and it will burn yeah. us out. We need, he needs to manage the players. I think, right. way I think it's different for Liverpool because they won the Champions League last year. They need no motivation to win trophies. Yeah. They've won that big one. They must be hungry for more. And then when you, the, we're oh, very unlucky not to win the charity, um, the charity Shield. We were dominating them in the second half. Then unfortunately just lost 1-0. Um, beat Chelsea on penalties in the UEFA Cup. Super um, Cup. Yeah, Super Cup. Sorry, I'll, I'll repeat that. Liverpool beat Chelsea in the Super Cup. Dan being a Chelsea fan. <laughs> we outplayed you that game. Well, and so what'd you win for it? Huh? What'd you get for Claudets. it? Claudets. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all we want. Yeah. Three losses in, in four games now for Chelsea. Fat Frank out? Hey, don't call him that for a start. <laughs> <laughs> I told you about that before. That's a Chelsea very, respect. very touchy subject. <laughs> some respect on the man's name. Um, no, look. I don't even know why I've gone straight into this. I know you've been dying to talk about it. <laughs> It was my turn last week. Let's have yeah. it. Come on. <laughs> Look, when you've got players like Zuma, Christensen, who for some reason or another can't head a ball or are scared to head a ball, and you've got Kepa throwing passes out to people without, with his eyes closed, you're going to lose games. Mm. We've said it from the start. Everyone was having a great time. We were winning games. It's beautiful. But at the end of the day, that was a problem at the start of the year. Our defence was a problem at the start of the year. Yeah. We needed to buy players, and that was never a, um, never hidden. We just got through on, on, I think, a bit of goodwill. Well, with uh, talking of, of buying players, Chelsea obviously couldn't buy players in the, um, in the summer transfer window. <laughs> just Liverpool just scored. Liverpool out, just scored. Come on! Um, Chelsea couldn't buy players in the summer transfer window. That's now been overturned. You can buy people in January. What were your thoughts on the ban itself in the summer? Because City... Are... I mean, it's a disgrace. They've now halved it. They've now looked into it and said, oh, it's half, it was half of that. Um, right, one, one third of that of the actual number that we gave you. If City aren't banned, then, then how do they come to the conclusion that we should be banned for two windows? Mm. How do they work? I don't care about, um, oh, they, they admitted it and it was less. If you're all done for the same crime, yeah. you should be banned for the same amount of time. Yeah, 100%. And that's happened a, a few times. It happened with the Spanish clubs as well. They got it frozen while... while um, People were investigating and got it like reduced. Well, Barcelona had a transfer ban and signed Luis Suarez. From exactly. It felt like they were kind of making an example of us, which 
yeah, fair enough. That's what they want to do. That's what they want to do. But then you've got to keep consistency. Mm. Someone from punish. the outside, that is exactly what it looked like. You were just being used to make an example of, but someone like City, and I'm not being funny, Liverpool have got away with it before. Yeah. We had trouble when we bought Dom Solanke from you. And there was loads of stuff up in well, the air about that. Stoke player from the under 14s. Yeah, yeah, we we've had it before, and I, as far as I can remember, I don't remember any transfer ban. Do you think that with we Chelsea, they were like hitting them whilst they were down because Abramovich wasn't allowed in England. So how much? Maybe, maybe. I mean, I, I don't know if it was a victim, we were just being victimised or whatever. But it obviously, thank God, it didn't affect us. Well, really, you, I know it. I know it's. If anything, it could have, it could end up being a positive for you in the years to come. Yeah, it's young players youth. that you blooded in. It kind of, it's kind of funny. It's kind of like karma, really, because they they got us um, this ban for like taking youth players on, and now it kind of they were like, well, if you're going to do that, we'll ban you. I know you've got to use them young players. Yeah, so it kind <laughs> yeah, of like, it's <laughs> kind of true. like. Kind of helped us yeah, in that yeah. way. Maybe it's, maybe they're teaching us a lesson behind the scenes. Thank you, FIFA. <laughs> Thank you. Well, with uh, you're all right. <laughs> well, with that, who would you? You know, windows coming up. Chill well. Would you got just? Chill, do you think you'd leave mid-season? I don't think you'd leave mid-season. Um, is it two 0 It is two 0 It's yeah. two 0 The mighty race. You know what? I'm going to say it now. I've forgotten what it's like to lose. <laughs> Shut your mouth, <laughs> Danny Welton. That's on record. I hope you are going to regret that. I, I imagine oh, I'd have to quit. No, they did it at no, Anfield. We were 3 0 up at half time. We yeah, yeah. Fucking Don't get ahead of yourself, Welton. Say, Hallen looks good. Keep yourself level, my friend. Mate, have you never met me before? I have. I'm not you one of the football fans that allow you to get away with stuff. You're a balloon head. <laughs> uh, I've got to say now, to anyone on the team, my head is not that big. I mean, going slightly back to what did you think of the prices when you went to Anfield? Oh, plastic. transfer window, Dan. Transfer window. Yeah. Chelsea. Chilwell. Standard. Um, you said he would he leave mid-season. I don't know. I don't think he would. I don't think they'd let him. But I would do anything in my power to get him. He's more of. A, I think he's more of a summer signing. Yeah. But it's the same with anyone though. Like you, you go into January. No one wants to lose these players in January. Yeah, no one wants Leicester. to lose a Sancho. No one wants to lose a Chilwell. No one wants to lose a Zaha. All these players we've been linked with. No one wants to lose them. But at the end of the day... Money talks. Yeah, we're able to sign players now and we're we're Chelsea Football Club yeah. at the end of the day. So, um, let's take who we want. Wow. Let's <laughs> <No, that's> not <laughs> let's take, take who we want. Um, Jay, we niche it in a bit. United have had a fantastic week. <laughs> um, if we listen back to last week, you had absolutely <laughs> zero faith in them. Them crabs treating you, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> Itching at the bit. Right, we cut that out. What a stupid thing to say. It has to stay. All my female fans, right? Honestly, both of them are fuming now. Fantastic with you, United. Last week I gave you a bit of stick. We don't need to sign anyone, mate. Next. Ollie at the Talking of numbers, give him anything you want. Well, I'm not going to hold back on the midfield. We still need midfielders. That's where... Obviously, in these games, the reason we've won these games is we play on a counter-attack. We bypass the midfield. Fair enough, we've had Fred has probably played his two best games or whatever. But the fact of the matter is our tactics mean we pretty much bypass the midfield, get it forward as quickly as we can, and let the yeah. boys do the damage up front, which is all that's happened, really. We still need to be able to control games against the so-called lesser teams, and that's where we've really, really struggled this year, and that do all think, comes down to your midfield. Do you think Pogba's still going to go? Yeah, probably. Do you think he's as injured as they say, or do you think he's just kind of just chilling? I don't know. I honestly don't know. Do you think he's just waiting on the move to in January? Well, not just Pogba. I think. Do you think all the players there? They, when you're facing Villa at home, they're not up for it. 
But then when you see a big game like Tottenham and you can put yourself in the window, you play against City, you put yourself in the window. Yeah. People there will want to say, actually, you know what? I want to leave this. Not that, not that it is, but it's sinking ship. Oli, here. I don't think it's even that. I don't think it's even that. I don't, because none of the players not that, that are playing are going to leave. We're just not that good. I mean, honestly, those games, it's the midfield. That is where you control games and that is where we are not good enough. We can all talk about... But why in the big games? The Sheffield United. Yeah. Because the motivation problems. It's counter-attacking football. The it's, midfield it, gets we bypassed. We bypass the midfield. True. We, we get, get it up front. Games yeah, we, we yeah. hit the front three and we go and let them and they can counter-attack. Against teams that are playing deeper... That's where we struggle. And you can talk, like, I know Gary Neville said about the movement of the front three wasn't good enough against Sheffield United, for example. Completely, completely agree. But at the same time, do they have trust in the, in the midfielders to find them? Are the midfielders finding them? No. Half the time, Fred passes it off the fucking side of the pitch. Midfield is our problem, and that is ultimately where we need to improve. If you're asking me to give you names, that's very, very hard. I, it would... Come on. We need experience. Like on someone. We Go need, on. It, we need experience, on, I think. I, I think someone... I'm trying to be realistic. Shelby? <laughs> Soft. Absolute joker. Um, oh, putting me on the spot. It's going to sound mad now, but they're being linked with Lees anyway. So someone along the lines of Rakitic or Cruz, who's been there, done it, got experience and can control a game. That is the type of player we need. That is, but, the, that is the level of player that United ultimately have signed over the years and should still look to sign. But haven't you done that before though? The Sanchez and the Schweinsteigers. Yeah. Di Maria. Yeah. I know they're not... Cal, Cal. I, I mean, personally, I, I say they're a little bit better. Cruz still got a bit about him. But like... But it's, that, it's, I'm, it's, I'm not talking about trying to go down the sort of Galactico route, which is kind of what we did. We tried to put this team together of big, big names. Yeah. I'm just talking about getting someone in who is experienced at controlling games at highest level and nurturing the young boys around him. Because Scott McTominay, fair enough, quality-wise, he... Obviously, he's got a bit to improve, but in terms of his application, getting around the pitch, he's fucking class. He was he so good, good the last couple of days, yeah. and he could become a great player if he's got that right type of player next to him. And that level, those those two are just names. Those are the two off the top of my head because of. Well, there's I've a player that plays for um, Lazio. Is it Savic? Oh, the, yeah, 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 yeah. Savic. Serbian guy. We've yeah, been linked with him for years. Sergei Milinkovic Savic. But again, he's one that's. Has he done it at the top level? A Lazio top level? No. He's another one that will cost upwards of like 70, yeah. 80 million. No, but he's someone well, who could probably get on the ball and help control a game. He's going to be the, the new Nicholas Gaitan, isn't he? Every window is going to be touted. No, United, Liverpool. Yeah, he's, he's, he's been linked with teams for years. I personally agree that you should go after someone that like Tony Cruz. Oh, mate. Bit of Gaitan. You never forget him. He was a good player. Yeah, it's like Samal was always in Liverpool. Oh, and Wakeen. Wa um, no, not Wakeen. Charisma was always Yeah, yeah. Charisma was always coming to the Premier League at some point. An awful Premier League player in the end. Come to Chelsea, didn't he? Yeah, an awful half season there. Wow. He scored some great He's goals right. over his career, though. Very good yeah. player. Yeah, he won in the World Cup the other year. Some Rabonas, man. Yeah. Them Rabonas. He was in uh, Mourinho's Porto. But yeah, Rakitic, go and get him. And then, Connor, easy win against Bournemouth, let's, you know, let's be honest. Um, Probably the most comfortable we've looked in a while. Bournemouth, one win in nine now. Eddie Howe, is he a bit too comfortable where he is? I don't think he's too comfortable. I just don't. I don't see where he can take that Bournemouth team any further. I feel like he should probably look to to move on. But then, is he comfortable in doing what he's doing there? I don't. I don't know. Look, they'll probably still finish mid-table, and I think he needs to move on now. Well, was he, he was they do these runs every year, don't they? He, they he go was on at Bournemouth before, ball. went to Burnley, didn't work out, came back to Bournemouth. I think the option would still be there if he if he left to try out, uh, you know, Everton for example, and it didn't really work out. I think eighteen months 
later if Bournemouth didn't improve, they would have to have Eddie Howe back. The thing is, he's done really well um, at Bournemouth. He's a great manager. And it's like, you, you sit there and you think to yourself, when did these managers um, ever get a chance at the bigger clubs? Like, he... He was talked about Tottenham, but they brought in Jose Mourinho. What? Like, wh where's his level? His levels must be just that like Everton level. There, there is, but then there's the argument that Rodgers went to Liverpool, had one great season and had two very mediocre seasons. In Liverpool finished sixth and seventh. How many former um, managers do that? How at, many? It's true, but then you look at Allardyce went to Newcastle at the time, were looking to get in the, the Champions League, had an awful season, didn't even make it to the end of the season. British managers do get the chance at top clubs. David Moyes, Man Not United, clubs, had an awful, awful time. David Moyes time. is an example. Um, he coming come in at a tough period. You know, not everyone can be Tim Sherwin and going into 69% win ratio. Who replaces Hal? Like, we can we can all say Everton are a bigger club than Bournemouth, they should go and get him. Yeah. Bournemouth, as we've been talking about all night, there's so much money in it that Bournemouth can demand and refuse to let him go. Because ultimately, if Eddie Howe goes, he's attracted that, you know, that squad together... How many would follow him out the door? Not necessarily to the same club, but what would happen to Bournemouth? I think you'd see, yeah, I think you'd see Bournemouth. But I think the, like, I yeah, think the, the likes of Ake, Callum Wilson, Ryan Fraser, these players. The, are to, you know. the argument is, is that both of them, are they both happy being there where they are and neither of them moving up? Or do you think both of them should take that risk and say, you know what, we don't want to lose Eddie Howe. Eddie Howe doesn't want to leave Bournemouth. But if there's a challenge out there that can actually progress us, Bournemouth won't be looking for anyone less than Eddie Howe. But I they don't see like Bournemouth to... progressing any further than Eddie Howe does. I, I can't see if them they two if them two went on their own paths. Mm. I don't see Bournemouth um, going any higher than Eddie Howe would with his club. I think Eddie Howe would go. Oh, no, I don't think the they'd next. be able to, to match him, but definitely they can look into it and think you know we've lost Eddie. That's a you know he's, he's a big part of our, our club. He's got to where we are. But can we bring someone in that can bridge the gap from finishing sixteenth to potentially tenth? Who who else? Well, they, 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 he might end up I just on that merry-go-round of English else. managers. Though. You know, they, they should have their own system in place. Yeah. But every club we'll find will, out. will have to. We'll make it <laughs> go into the form of. It's uh, like you said earlier, mate. We'll find out. Other than the fans, there comes a time at every club where things need a change and yeah. things will change. And I just think that Eddie Howe can't take Bournemouth any further. Yeah. You, so you, why not try and test it? Even, like you said, if it doesn't work, but you've, he can't just stay at Bournemouth yeah. because it's comfortable for him. That Moyes of Everton, wasn't it? Yeah. He just stayed there you for so it. long because he got comfortable yeah. in it. He never actually did a lot with them. They're the hero and they like being the hero. Yeah. The yeah. Fans you'd, rather them, be, like... you'd rather jump than be pushed in the end of the day. You know, yeah, David, David Moyes of Everton is a great, a great example. He got them one, what, one Champions League finish and didn't even make it to the group stage. Uh, had an FA Cup final that they lost to Chelsea. Um, and I think in his last two seasons, they saw the victory because they finished above Liverpool when we were in turmoil. But there, there's a point in everything, not just football, but in every, you know, not to make it deep, but in your lives where you do get into a, a stagnated position where you have to decide, should I chance my arm and plenty elevate myself or do I just continue at this? Well, that's the point, yeah. You go elsewhere and it might not work for you and then you might not get seen again. In the and leg. I think if Eddie Howe's, um, you know, people have touted him for the England job. If Eddie Howe wants to do the England job, Prove yourself at someone a bit bigger. You know, I don't think he should get the injured job straight away. But let's say if he went to Everton. Everton right now for me are not even a top six team. They're barely even a top eight team. In the last five years, they finished in the bottom half three times, I think. So if they got Eddie Howe and he could just build them up to be seventh next season, let's say that for example, and then progress from there. You know, have, have a challenge. Just challenge them. See what they can do. Show yourself that you can't just do it at Bournemouth because they're the plucky little underdog that everyone likes. Go to a club where you're not going to be liked by people. Go to a club where if you pass it backwards, your own fans will boo you at Christmas. 
That's what happens, Everton. Prove yourself in an ugly situation. It's not just on like Eddie Howe, though. It's not, not just on these managers. Just on they him. need to be given the chance to do they that. They do, but I think the, the, people, and time. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's been given time at Bournemouth. If yeah. he goes into a, a club like we're saying at Everton, is he realistically going to be given the three or four years it might take to turn them around and get them back to being a team that's trying to compete again? Will think, he get given that, or will I they just? If, if chop he shows, him? I'd like to see him. If with he a shows budget. progression each season, I do think he can, because Martinez had a good couple of years after having a great first season, then finished. Um, uh, twice in the um, lower lower table, second half of the table, and then they got, went for Allardyce, and then Silva came in. They had a good season last season with Silva. This season in the relegation zone. So as long as you're showing progression each year, as long as you're showing that you actually have a way of playing, you have this idea, and you can get it across to the fans. The fans will build into it, and then the fans will be into it. You can see the progression. Other players around. England will then start saying, "Oh, what's, what's going on, Everton? I could." But it, go, it goes on for years, though, doesn't it? It does, it, of course. It's, it does, it's been going on for years. Yeah, end of the day, the we all we all talk about giving people time and that. But as soon as Silver started having a bumpy road, we all jumped on his back and we're like, "He's got to go. But He's think, not good enough." I think the media, though, Silver is not a media we're all darling. The same. Eddie Howe is a media darling. I think if you if you've got the media on your side. <laughs> They they do, <laughs> but they are. The if you've got a manager that no one likes, love you people are going to hound you. They're going to hound you. But then it's like Sam Allardyce. Sam Allardyce doesn't win everywhere he goes. He had an awful time in Newcastle, and yet people still love him. <laughs> Do they? It's like, yeah. What people love Sam like, the Allardyce. The media loves Sam Allardyce. He go he go and scolds on Sunday every they week. Stabbing him in the back. What's that about England job? I don't think so. No, but, uh, it's, it's, like, it's gone. People at like Allardyce will always get touted on Talksport, Sky Sports to go into a club, even though. Yeah, but it's because he's on that, that list of managers. Tony Pulis will always get banded about to go into any British team that has yeah. a vacate. I just think if you're like a British vacant, manager like it. Eddie Howe, you play nice football like Eddie Howe does, he will be given more time by the press and because people listen to the press and you know you read things uh, and it just gets into your head that actually, you know what, maybe Eddie Howe isn't doing a bad job uh, if he was at Everton and they were you know 15th. Go, oh, yeah, we could give him a bit of time because only really do managers get sacked when, when you lose to fans. As um, as Neville said, when those hankies come out, that's when you're done. Yeah, I look. I think I think he'd do a good job up there. I'd love him. I'd love them to give him a chance. I'd love to see Eddie Howe on a budget, but it looks looks like it's not going to happen this time around. I don't think. Um, on British managers, Nigel Pearson to Watford. What the hell and where did that come from? Him and Shearer Shakespeare are back. Great appointment. The dream team are back together again. <laughs> he did well at Leicester. He did. He did. A he was unlucky to lose up, his yeah. job at Leicester, so he I'll, I'll yeah. give him a chance. He did, but he's also I'll a bit a of a chance. cock. Well, his son is. <laughs> <laughs> he was, wasn't he? His son got done for yeah, did, yeah. Uh, being racist, wasn't he? That's he why did, he pretty right? much yeah. got sacked from Leicester. Yeah. Got him sacked. So, but I'll, I'll, look, I think... Uh, it's a good squad he's gone into then. That, that's Bayern, yeah. Mariapa, Decore, yeah. Kapuwe, Dini. Fucking good luck, son. Yeah. Mariapa. Wow. I think the Watford owner have thought... He's kept Leicester up before, but realistically, we think we're going to go down. And he's gone to the championship. He's done it. Being maybe there. maybe he's they're pre planned He's the kind of manager that will fire a rocket up the players if they don't perform well. So they might have just got him in for the simple fact that they wanted someone in there to not bully him. That's a strong, strong term to use. Yeah. But literally, just I'll you know I mean, put put the fear of God you know, up the players up a little bit. Apparently, winning at half time, didn't they? And yeah, yeah. Show some passion. Yeah. Can you imagine that team talk. Imagine Mike Bassett. He is a big guy. Have you seen Mike Bassett? The Mexican half time. It's literally. It's your fucking passion. Just throwing stuff around the dressing room. Watford went on to draw 0 0. He will be that kind of guy. 
It might work, it might not. I don't think Watford will stay up regardless of who they um, put in there. And just really quickly, Guardiola came out. Hold on, wait, wait, hold on. Who do you want to sign first quickly? For who? Never said about Liverpool. I don't Mate. We don't re- we've got a big a big enough squad at the minute to get through this season, but I still would like us to no, sign another to forward. Timo Timo Werner. Timo Werner, I'd love him. Yeah. Good young German player. Or obviously your luxury players like your Sancho's or Mbappe's. Obviously you'd love them to be in any team that you get. Yeah. But realistically, I think Timo Werner's more the he's kind of player that Klopp well, would like he's, to he's, work he's quite with. Yes, so I'll, I'll say him. Uh, I like Werner. Yeah, he's good. Origi came out and said that he doesn't mind playing left mid. He actually feels quite comfortable there. He grew up playing there. Origi's so, a G. Uh, pick up Origi. Can we just talk about how good that Lord guy has, has become? We're out of time, are we? Is, is that... Oh, <laughs> oh cut, that's cut, cut. Final um, whistle's gone. That's all right. But, uh, His name's there. But lastly, Guardiola came out and said that um, he may not be able to... Comp- His Man City team may not be able to compete with Liverpool, Juventus, United... Um, and some of the other top clubs. 600 billion was there, or uh, 600 million exactly. was there. How much money is there? Zed's gone. 600 million is it, spend. That's not good enough, surely. No. Toys out of pram. Yeah. I think his head's gone a little bit this recently. This I is think the worst position kind of he's been in in any him. of his clubs. Mm. Like, he's never been this far behind the leaders for any of the clubs that he's managed. Yeah. So he's struggling, He's obviously struggling to deal with it because he's never dealt with it before. I'm sorry, 600 million net spend tells me that you can compete and you're out-competing a lot of teams. So, nah, not for me. Well, there we have it. Yet another game played out and won for the viewers. Listeners, I should say. <laughs> <laughs> we will be up on YouTube soon. Yeah, that's one thing that's going to come soon. Coming. But on the socials, again, thanks so much for all the support we've been getting. Keep following, keep subscribing. Yeah, keep look, we sharing. can't stress this enough, guys. Uh, like, we want to be millionaires. Helps Get us our lot. advertisement money. Honestly, please. you might not think it doesn't help, but. You might not enjoy it or, you know, whatever. You might not be a fan of football. But you better someone, enjoy it. Yeah, someone yeah. who you know will maybe like it. And it doesn't take long to Sharing click just share. helps us and, you know, don't sound yeah. desperate here, but we are. We are. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, it doesn't take long to click that button to like and share it. So just do it. Yeah. Just do uh, it for Thank us. you for your support. We need Facebook, it. From the Terrace, Instagram, we've got from dot the dot terrace. And then it's uh, on, on Twitter, name. we've got uh, from the Terrace for. So, you know, give us a follow, you know, engage in our debates with us. And, you know, keep keep listening. We'll be becoming a lot more active on them socials yeah. in the yeah. next coming weeks. If you weeks. don't, Danny said he's going to shave his head like Pep and just go on a rant. So <laughs> look out no, no one, no and one you'd to love see to see it. And look out for the merchandise that's coming uh, soon as well. Yeah, we are looking into that. We'll be working behind the scenes, don't worry. We are. It's all so for you. Thanks for listening and you'll uh, listen back to us next week. Uh, actually, you'll listen to us. Yeah, next week we'll be back. Yeah, yeah we'll yeah, be back. Yeah, one, yeah. one more before Christmas. One more before, before Christmas. Christmas. Yeah, uh, that's, oh, the Christmas hiatus. special is something you do not want to miss. <laughs> we have a bona fide star coming in with us. Drake. I'm not going to say too much. <laughs> Drake, Drake is here, people. In the flesh. We've got Randy Jackson. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Randy uh, and the Rockets. Right, I'll say Randy guys. Orton or something. Cheers, guys. Uh, cheers, cheers, guys. Peace out. Ta-da. Other day to try to try to change my ways, but I woke up again in another song.